0: Welcome to Vitiligo Wellbeing and Positivity, where we aim to dispel stigma, raise awareness of Vitiligo and discuss ways to boost your overall well-being. Hi, I'm Shruti.
1: And I'm Asima. Today we'll be sharing our raw stories of how we dealt with Vitiligo growing up and how we each achieved self-acceptance.
0: That's great. So let's get started. Uh, to start with, uh, Asima, can you like just share when exactly your vitiligo started and how uh, was your first very first reaction towards it
1: yeah so i think my vitiligo started when i was about seven years old um, it began from under my eye mm-hmm. and initially like my parents were quite worried and stuff but um I didn't really know what was going on much, I was just a young kid and stuff, um, but um, parents were worried, they didn't know what it was, especially at that time when there was even less awareness than there is now. Um, so I guess, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, parents were just worried, but I, I was just going going through the motions, just I didn't really think much of it, I was just like, okay, this is happening. Uh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't causing me any pain or anything So I didn't really I didn't mind so much Okay, so
0: it wasn't bothering you at all At that very particular point in time I believe, right?
1: Yeah, what about you?
0: So, uh, I remember I got it uh, When I was like 9 or 10 years old And uh, to me It was just Just something that has happened Same as for you It wasn't hurting or giving me any sort of pain but for my parents uh, living in India and in Indian society it was a really panicky situation for them Uh, so for them the girl is having some sort of white patches all of a sudden and they were really really worried and they were like on a mission to make sure that this is gonna get cured no matter what so for me it was like a really for myself I didn't actually understand what this all the you know panicky situation or this situation is about how am I supposed to react what this particular condition is Mm -hmm. and in that very hoax whatever they were saying I was believing and eventually that has disturbed me mentally a lot so I was actually starting hating myself I remember not very not being very confident to uh, you know speak up in class or yeah. talk to people or even you know to get up and look in the mirror that confidently so it has really hampered me or my self-esteem
1: sort of yeah yeah I completely understand that because obviously being from a South Asian background myself mm-hmm. I yeah. completely get what people can be like and Parents would mostly just think, like, how would other people treat my child? Exactly. And so, I understand that. But then, the difference with you and me is I'm, I i like, British, and mm-hmm. so I've got that Western side as well that has been really good for me in that regard. Mm-hmm. So... I can completely empathize with you though, um, from an Indian background. uh, People can be quite quite negative to say the least.
0: Indeed.
1: Yeah, I really understand that.
0: So, like, I would like to ask a question for my listeners as well. Like, uh, do you feel like living in a society not indian society of course you're uh, away from india that has actually given you such you know sort of mentality or the confidence to eventually deal with this very particular situation or it was simply your family and the environment within your family
1: you know i think it was a bit of both um so obviously from a western background there isn't so much focus on um, don't keep coming up to you yep. on the street pointing and staring um, whereas when I've been to India that's what I've experienced I've experienced people just coming up to me and making it known that I'm different and in a negative way but however when I'm here um, it, yeah like I was saying I think that it has made a difference if I was there than over here, because the times that I did visit India, they did make me feel like I was odd one out, and Mm -hmm. there's something wrong with me and stuff like that. So I guess if I was living there, things Mm -hmm. would be different. Um, Mm. See, family and friends, they didn't treat me like I was something different either. They just, you know like it is just me i was that's just how i am and there's nothing wrong with that so Mm -hmm. yeah does that answer the question i'm not sure
0: in some way i believe but i think personally i think uh your involvement within your house does really matter a lot of course yeah. if uh, I have been you know embedded with a lot of confidence or people in within my home haven't uh, you know seen me as somebody different yeah. I think I would have imbibed that somehow somewhere yeah. subconsciously maybe and it may have helped it may, I'm not very sure because of course that was in the story but I now feel as a person that it might have helped. If somebody within my home didn't look at me and pointed out that you're different or you're not like everybody else, or might have just accepted that the difference is what makes you you, mm. go out and embrace it or accept it, it might have made a
1: difference for me. That is what I felt. Yes. I completely understand that, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I suppose like in hindsight, my family didn't make me feel like there's something wrong with me. They just accepted it as I accepted it, Mm -hmm. you know. I feel like if I was conscious about it, then they would have felt like that as well. But I think they saw that I was happy with it. It didn't bother me. So they were like, why should it it matter? That kind of thing.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, and maybe the other way around because I was a really shy child uh, growing up like I was somebody who was very very introvert doesn't even talk to people and eventually something like that happened to me and I was like uh, you know went inside my uh, cocoon even uh, like (laughs) I won't come out or something like that
1: yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah Yeah, I mean, I was shy as well, but not that much. I'd still, I I used to still put myself out there and engage in new experiences and stuff. So I guess that never changed and I just, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: should I? yeah, Yeah, go for it. So like moving ahead as you now, you know, have done some sort of actual research on this very particular topic what would you suggest to somebody who is going through a situation like this somebody who is like a teenager uh, or somebody who is like 7 or 9 year old must have seen this very particular spot for the very first time what would you suggest them and their parents as well
1: i would say definitely do your own research like actual research not just like don't just listen to people what people say um, go through the right um, doctors um, don't just go through like herbal medicine stuff like that I mean these types of things they try to scan you a lot and promise you all these treatments and stuff but um, you know it's well known now that the treatment for vitiligo is very complex because, Uh, vitiligo is a very um, multifactorial condition that means that, you know, the causes for everyone is very different. And so to find a treatment is very hard. And even if you do find one, there's a 40% chance that vitiligo will come back. So I think the best way that I found through my research and through my own experience is self-acceptance is the absolute key to live with a condition such as this um if you accept it you will feel positive about yourself and you will yourself that self-esteem will increase resilience will increase as well um yeah i think very
0: much agree with your words i guess Exactly. Self-acceptance is the key. And yeah, go ahead and do thorough research. Meet dermatologists, the right kind of people actually. There are so many here and there giving you every sort of suggestion that you come across. But do your research, proper research. Mm -hmm. And then only jump onto any sort of conclusion. And yeah, everybody has different body and even the patches differ although the condition is same but as for the body the condition differs so definitely. do research know your body and eventually opt for something that is good enough
1: for your body and for your mental health both definitely absolutely could agree more um, definitely with the mental health and just just remember that people will always treat you negative but it's how you treat yourself that's what really matters
0: I agree completely yeah <laughs> So with that, I think uh, let's sign off for today. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so thank you everyone for tuning in and staying with us throughout. So next week we'll be delving deeper into the research around vitiligo where I will also talk through more of my own research findings. So signing off, Asima.
0: And this Sai Shruti will come up with more such topics in vitiligo well-being and positivity. Until that time, don't forget to share this with someone who can use a little help. Thank you!
1: Bye! Welcome
0: to Vitiligo Wellbeing and Positivity, where we aim to dispel stigmas, raise awareness of Vitiligo and discuss ways to boost your overall well-being. Hello, I'm Shruti.
1: And I'm Masima. Today we'll be discussing the current research around metallico and the importance of looking into it. I'll also be sharing the findings from my own research study.
0: Great, let's start it.
1: Okay, so in the last episode we mentioned about the importance of doing our own research. So let's delve deeper into that. Um, so I'll, talk, I'll start with talking about the previous research into metallico as in the current research that's already been done. So, vitiligo is a multifactorial condition, which means that the causes of vitiligo can be many, many causes, and they can be quite individualistic to each person, Mm -hmm. which means that the causes, or the cause of vitiligo is unclear. So it can be anything from stress, to autoimmune conditions or just genetic. Yeah. Um. So that can make it quite difficult for someone who's trying to find out what has caused their vitiligo. Because sometimes, if you're if you're lucky, you might find out the cause of it. Or you just might have to live with not knowing what caused it. Um.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But that also makes the treatments difficult to find. Um, So there are treatments that might work, such as topical creams or light therapy. Um, However, if they do work, there are inconsistent findings, which means they might not always work for many people. Um, And if they do work, there's also a 40% chance of Repigmentation, yeah, so a 40% chance of the vitiligo coming back. So, yeah. then, so then, what we think is like for a lot of people with vitiligo, they feel like they'd rather just learn to live with it, they rather just learn to accept their skin instead of going through all the hassles of trying to find a treatment uh, that might not even work, you know. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's better to do their own like research. Yeah, exactly. I did it. Yeah, and most definitely you did it. <laughs> so it's basically you have to do your own research and know about your own body. Vitiligo is basically a skin condition. As per my knowledge, it's like it varies from body to body. Every <laughs> yeah, like every body and the way the condition differ is gonna be like different from Mm -hmm. each other right yeah so you have to understand the treatment and exactly understand the condition first and foremost and understand your body and what exactly is working for you and what exactly isn't working for you yeah so get to know about it and talk to the actual dermatologist do not like get your hopes really high that's gonna get treated 100% Mm -hmm. get the facts checked <laughs> yeah. and this I think there's no problem in accepting who you are like own it just go ahead and own it
1: that's it and it, it is about doing your own research and not listening to all the myths and stigmas about the tiger because there's a lot out there there's a lot of fake um, companies even even like offering treatments for vitiligo that do not work
0: completely there's
1: a lot of people saying oh vitiligo causes this and it causes that and it's a harmless condition Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not as though it's transmissible in any way to anyone else it's completely harmless to anyone It's harmless to the person who has it So, you know, do your own research and um, find, like you said, find out what uh, works for you or what doesn't work for you. So like when you did your own research, what did you Mm -hmm. find benefits from it?
0: So when I was doing my own research, first and foremost, I found out that a lot of people out there like me. And that eventually like boosted my confidence that I'm not actually alone, hustling. And the, like a lot of people going through this shit and they are going through a lot of confidence and self-esteem issue. And uh, once I read about them, once I go- gone through their story, it has eventually boosted up my self-esteem. And mm. there's a lot of acceptance that I have received. Or, you know, there's something that, you know within me has changed or shifted sort of Mm. that I eventually started accepting and I eventually accepted the harsh truth that it's a chronic disorder it's gonna like long last yeah and I no more like seek out for validation or treatment that I know it's not gonna work 100% good yeah and you mentioned
1: about like acceptance and that is the
0: main
1: finding of my research so
0: mm-hmm. And I ahead. guess yeah like I just want to add on one thing if that's yeah. all right. Of so course. as for like when I was researching, I eventually that is how we met right? Yeah, I eventually I... happened to find out about that there is someone who's doing a research about positively how people are living with a skin condition. And that has like actually stuck with me, Good. and that's eventually how I texted you, reached out to you, and this is exactly where we are today because of that. So I would like to really appreciate you for doing that. And yeah. I, like, yeah, I'm really glad. I'm really glad
1: that you you found uh, my research and you found um, my findings so you know intriguing that you message. Mm-hmm. Actually- We've been able to connect in this way And build up this little podcast So <laughs> that's really good um, So let's go into it Let's go into what my research was And what I found Yes. So, the research that I did Was a part of my Master's research uh, Into mm-hmm. clinical psychotherapy That was my master's degree And my research looked at Um, the positive experiences of living with a vitiligo. Mm -hmm. And I felt it was really important to do this research because currently, the scientific research does not really cover any positives about vitiligo. And there's just like one study that does. That's from America. Um, And although the research is carried out in non-western countries such as India, uh, Iran, stuff like, places like that, sorry, and um, those research findings are quite negative and that's explained by non-western cultures being unaccepting of oh, different So, again, that's the aim of our podcast, to start reducing that negativity. Yeah. Um, So, I felt it was important to do this research and have participants from across the globe. So, I had participants from the UK, from the US, and also from Austria, Ukraine. Um, And so, I had like a wide range of participants, male both male and female, so I did interviews with them over mm-hmm. Skype and mm-hmm. we just had, we talked about um, their vitiligo, uh, how it impacts them, uh, how it impacts them positively and even negatively. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we found is people that accepted their skin um, they pretty much just they, they got all the positive aspects from it mm-hmm. all the from um proigo their self-esteem was higher uh, so was their resilience and their self-efficacy mm-hmm. and With that, as soon as they started to accept their skin, they felt much better and they, they said they felt that so much positivity can come from being different and you should use it to your advantage instead of letting any negatives get you down so like take your difference and turn it around use it as a positive and embrace your uniqueness and one of the ways to do that is by educating not only yourself but the people around you because the people around you do shape your experience of um vitiligo i go so for example if the people around you are negative you might start to feel less self-esteem um
0: mm-hmm. so
1: educating them is vital about vitiligo, i go and just just remembering that well it's just a harmless condition and yeah People treat you how you treat yourself
0: at the end of the day. Yeah, I completely agree, completely agree. And that uh, basically um, celebrate the differences. Yeah. That's the key factor, I think. So I guess uh, the key is to basically accept yourself just the way you are. Yeah. And eventually things will turn around for you. For like all of us going through this very particular condition, right?
1: Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, like I said, if you accept yourself, people will also start to accept you. Accept you. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, we wonder like, how easy is it to get to that acceptance? And like, for me, I was lucky enough to just be able to accept it from a young age. But for people like yourself, it's not that easy
0: agree it's not at all easy it has like it's a roller coaster journey <laughs> yeah. yeah so it has an old bumps but yeah once you go out with this very pers- uh, perspective or mindset that you have to and eventually it's you and your body and you have to live with it so instead of like cribbing about it and hating it yeah go out and love who you are first and foremost start loving yourself and then eventually you can you know accept someone else to come around and accept you and celebrate you so go ahead and celebrate yourself first
1: yeah that's it because as they say like self-love starts from within
0: agree completely
1: and that's most definitely true for me as well um, yeah, it is <laughs> So like, you know So there are barriers to acceptance And we will definitely discuss that In the next episode um, Definitely Because that's his whole own topic uh, And there's a lot we can definitely Talk about So um, Thank you so much for tuning in And staying with us throughout uh, So next week we will be diving deeper Into the barriers of Feeling self-acceptance uh, signing off, Seema.
0: And this side, Shruti. We look forward to talking to you guys on our very next episode. Until then, don't forget to share this with someone who can use a little help. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.